1: Thank you for joining us today. Because we're human, even though we know God and continuously experience His love, grace, mercy, protection, provision, healing, and so much more, we sometimes fall short in our devotion to Him. Satan will attack our vulnerabilities. However, just as he won't stop, we can't cease to pray and praise God, just as Hannah did. Satan could not hold her because she praised God in the midst of disheartening circumstances. Listen closely with Bible, pen and paper handy as Pastor Rander encourages us today.
2: Satan wants you suicidal. He wants to wipe you out. And one of the one of the realities of of, of wiping you out is that if he can get you to just stay home, then half that battle has been won. She kept coming to the house of God. Even when she didn't have that baby, First Samuel chapter one, verse seven eight says, "So it was, year by year, when she went up to the house of the Lord." Look at that. First Samuel 1: 124 also says, "Now, when she had weaned him, she took him up with her with three bulls, one ephah of flour." and skin of wine, and brought him to the house of the Lord in Shiloh, and the child was young. Underline that. Don't be afraid to write in your Bible. Uh, 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 Make the technology underline it. (laughs) And the child, and the child was young. And the child was young. Hannah came to the Lord's house with her offering and her young child. She was an exemplary mother. She was an exemplary woman of God. The child seeing the offering taught him how to give, and she brought him when he was young and impressionable. Proverbs 22 6 says, Train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. Parents, you better invest in your children spiritually. Bring them up the way they should go. Parents and grandparents, if you do not bring your children to church when they are young, you will have difficulty getting them to the Lord's house when they get older. You build a spiritual foundation in your children's life when you expose and indoctrinate them in the things of God at an early age. Hannah came to the Lord's house before she received her blessing. And she came after she received her blessing. She did not stop coming to the Lord's house just because she received what she had been praying for, like so many today. So many, oh God, if you give me this, uh, 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 I'll do this or that. But they stopped coming, don't show up. They got their blessing and they're at home enjoying the blessing. Oh God, give me a husband. Now you and your husband can't come to church. Oh, give me a wife. You and your wife can't come to the Lord's house. Give me a child! Now you stay home and take them to soccer and basketball and cheerleader and everything. Give me, give me, give me a dog! Now you take them to PetSmart on Sunday. (laughs) See? When she got her blessing, she did not stop worshiping God in the Lord's house. Uh, They get... Let me tell you something. when When you keep faithful to God, you will you will see God miraculously open doors that are shut up. And she kept coming even after she got blessed. Number six, what made Hannah an exemplary woman of God? Number six, Hannah prayed for a child, then gave him to the Lord and entrusted him into into the care of Eli, the high priest. She prayed for a child. Then she gave him to the Lord and entrusted tr- him to the care of Eli, the high priest. Now, you know, that, that's love. You pray, you pray, you pray, you pray. You're going through all of this uh, drama in the house because you're bearing while the other woman is having a baby after baby. And then you have the baby and give him to God. Look how quiet y'all get. Now, could you have been a Hannah and done that? Your children are not too young to be given to the Lord. Satan wants your children young, and God wants your children young. But the question is who are you going to give your children to? After all, your children are a gift from God to you. Psalms 127 3 and verse 5a says, Children are a gift from the Lord. You say, not my child. You see my child send me through. No, my child not. Uh-uh. That, that wrestler's no gift to me. He's my worst headache. <laughs> He's still a gift from God to you. Still a gift. And you know, people do get saved. They do change. That's right. That's right. That's right. Don't go by what you see. You, you, you see that child through the eyes of faith. Say, son, I may not see that now, but you're a child that's on the way. Psalms 127.3, verse 5a says, children are a gift from the Lord. They are a reward from him. Verse 5a says, how joyful is the man whose quiver is full of them. Wow. Uh Uh-oh, but I didn't get one amen in. (laughs) What would it be like if all the Christians in the house today had seven, 10, 12 children. Ooh, Sunday school would be packed out. The Uquah, we would the adult choir couldn't get up here. We have, I mean, you know, y'all don't, don't look at me like I'm crazy. I have been baptized in lemon juice. Well, I can, look what, I'm the oldest of Six. Down the street, they had twelve, and down uh, that was eight. And you know these houses? They, they they were like two bedroom houses, little kitchen, one little bathroom. Huh? If you had a television, had one little telephone, and it, it was a party line. Yeah. Somebody know what I'm talking about? <laughs> you couldn't do nothing but go outside and play. There wasn't no room to stay inside. <laughs> <Anybody>? <laughs> you had to go outside. And my my, my dad. Uh, His family, 10 boys, 6 girls, 16 children, all from the same mama, same daddy, no halvesies. They had them big back then. Anybody Anybody else can identify? They had them. Listen, they had to go slop hogs. They had to draw water. They had to put wood in the stove to cook. They, you, got, you got, you bathe in a, in a tub. What, what size, that size tub you bathe in? See, now y'all, oh, y'all, that's right, this is a new crouch. Y'all don't know about that. You know, you, you never bathed in a tub? You, know, you had to put the water in there? Yeah, you, 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 you got water from the roof of the house, slop the halls, go get the chicken, you catch the chicken, put up the chicken, to flush the chicken out. Then, then, then you know someone like to see the chicken neck ring, ring around and see them wallow around and you pluck those are the best chickens that's why so many of us are sick now these, those, those chickens at Sam's I've never seen such big chickens Ooh, those are some big fat and when I'm looking at that chicken I say what in the world am I about to eat that chicken I mean he's born that chicken's born one day and three days later woof but they were ground fed. I've seen them slaughter the hogs and then take them and process those hogs and all that. That was real eating, folks. And we stayed healthy, and we didn't have a spa. You went out and cut puck wood. You had to walk four and five miles to the store. You, everything was distant, distant, What? not no Uber. So the children uh, were many during that time. Were many, very, very many. The end results of not wanting—let well, let me just say this first: many married couples do not desire to have children because of inconvenience of being consumed with pursuing their career. Someone said, "Were they too expensive?" Well, your mama had you. She had you, and she was probably broke. That, and, and your daddy was broke too, and they were living by faith. You didn't know it. You, you probably poe and didn't know it. <laughs> but now they're too expensive for you. Don't you know God will provide? Yeah. Whose quiver is full of them. You ought to have a whole lot of children. Oh, ooh, I know how to get y'all quiet. <laughs> 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 uh, uh, This kind of selfish thinking is not consistent with the Word of God. It's really not. As a matter of fact, you're not going to hear this kind of message on CNN, Fox News, CNBC, ABC, DKB, Pope Okay?
1: Hannah prayed continually to God for a son and lived a faith-filled life while she waited on God to answer her prayer for a son. While she waited, she was ostracized for her perceived inability to bear a child. The Bible tells us that there is nothing new under the sun. Therefore, she faced the same atrocities we face today. Yet she remained unrelentingly faithful to God no matter what she was confronted with. Like Hannah, we must not turn away from God during hard times. No matter the situation, nothing is too hard for our sovereign Savior. Listen closely.
2: This kind of selfish thinking is not consistent with the word of God. The end result of not wanting children could be you becoming old and in need of care with no children around to be a blessing because you did not want them in your earlier life. Genesis 1.28, write it down. I will validate what I said according to the scripture. That's why some of you don't read it because you don't want to get convicted. Genesis 1.28 says, then God blessed them and God said to them, be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth. Be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth. Uh, fill, fill. If Noah, when he got off that ark with those animals, it was just eight of them if he decided that he didn't want to have any more children and his, his, his children didn't want to have children, the human race would have become extinct. They had a whole lot of children. He said, populate. It, it, it was repeated again after they got off the ark. You have babies in the context of marriage and children are a blessing from the Lord. Abortion is Murder. And must not ever be an option. However, if you committed abortion, repent, confess your sins, plead the blood of Jesus over it. Then refuse to live in guilt. First Samuel chapter one, verses twenty seven and twenty eight says. For this child I prayed and the Lord has granted me my petition which I ask of him. Therefore I also have lent him to the Lord as long as he lives he shall be lent to the Lord. So they worship the Lord there. Even though the text says as long, see that, as long as he lives he shall be lent to the Lord. This carries an idea of, of a temporal action. We, we must be mindful that Samuel was a sacrificial a perpetual binding gift to the service of the Lord. Hannah released her son to the Lord and Samuel never returned to live at home again. The very son she asked for, he may have visited home, but he never came back to live. I left, my wife and I I left home to come to San Antonio back in 1984 and I've been gone ever since. I came as a young man at the age of 31. Now I'm in my 60s. And when I go home, I see my relatives, I love them, I kiss them, I serve them, I do what I can. But my heart is back here. You know why? Because my mission is here and this is where God has called me to be. And I'm so glad God delivered me from the hood. I don't know what to do. When I, <laughs> I don't know why y'all, some of y'all want to go back home, and ain't nothing waiting on you back home but the devil. I mean, when I look at, and that's why some folk can't go to, they don't want to go to family reunions, they don't want to go to high school reunions, they give you these hard luck stories. And they said, Randall, what's going on with you? I said, oh, God's been good to me. I wish you could see the journey we've been on from the YMCA, that one room, to to the 80,000 square foot facility on 1604, and all these countries from Africa to China to to Russia to Latvia to Europe to all these places. I'm so glad I vigil with God I don't know what to do because had I left home, I wouldn't be looking at you, and you wouldn't be looking at me, and I would have missed my blessing. He left home, and he never came back home permanently to live again. Elkanah and Hannah's child, Samuel, listen to this, became a renowned and revered prophet and priest in Israel. Be careful how you handle your children. Don't call them names. Be careful. I say it again. Be careful how you handle your children. You do not know how God is going to use them later in life, as in the case of Samuel. Had my mama and daddy mistreated me, look who would look 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 what they would have been mistreating. So you don't know what your child is going to become. You see greatness all over them and speak it over them. Don't tell them they're not going to add up to be nothing. Go somewhere, sit down, and be, be quiet. Number seven, Hannah kept her promise to the Lord. That's, that's what made her exemplary. She kept her promise to the Lord. First Samuel 1, 11 says, Then she made a vow and said, O Lord of hosts, if you will indeed look on the affliction of your maidservant, and remember me and not forget your maidservant, but will give your maidservant a male child, then I will give him to the Lord all the days of his life. If Hannah's desire was granted, she promised God two things. Number one, Samuel would be a priest in the Levitical service all the days of his life. Samuel would be a priest in the Levitical service all the days of his life. And secondly, she would make him a Nazarite unto God, which means uh, he would be separated unto the service of God. Numbers six, one through eight. When the Lord answered Hannah's prayer for a son, she gave him back to the Lord, keeping her sacred vow to him. First Samuel two, 20 through 21 says, and Eli would bless Elkanah and his wife and say, the Lord give you descendants from this womb for the loan that was given to the Lord. Then they would go to their own home and the Lord visited Hannah so that she conceived and bore three sons and two daughters. This was the same woman that was barren. Look here now, three sons and two daughters. That's how much? Three and two equals Plus Samuel equals, she went from being barren to six kids. Tell me God can't bless you. She went to six. Meanwhile, the child Samuel grew before the Lord. Instead of Hannah throwing herself a pity party, Forgiving her only son to the Lord, she praised and rejoiced in the God who provided the gift in the first place. As a result, God blessed her with five more children. Obedience to God brings blessings from Him. Obedience from God to God. Obedience to God brings blessings from God. And also, you cannot beat God's giving no matter how you try. Beloved Hannah, Keeping her vow to the Lord should serve as an example that we too must keep the promises we make to the Lord in times of distress. We make promises to God in times of crises and life difficulties. For example, people promise to tithe to God if he answered their prayer, but, but soon forget the commitment they made when God provided financially. Uh, Many saints who are sick say that if the Lord heals them, they will return to the church and be faithful in serving in ministry. But after they are healed, they soon forget the promise they made to God. They forget all about the promise after the healing. Here's a passage I want you to write down and, and, and visit and revisit. It's found in Deuteronomy chapter 23, verses 21 through 23. It's a must read. It says, When you make a vow to the Lord, your God, be prompt in fulfilling whatever you promised him. For the Lord, your God, demands that you promptly fulfill your vows or you will be guilty of sin. It's in your Bible. If You haven't torn that page out. Verse 22. However, it is not a sin to refrain from making a vow. Now hold on to that point. Hold on to that phrase. It is not a sin to refrain from making a vow. God doesn't make you make a vow. If you make a vow, you don't want to make that vow. God did not say, you better make a vow. You chose to make that vow. It's not a sin. It's not a sin. It's not to make a vow. uh, However, it is not a sin to refrain from making a vow. But once you have voluntarily made a vow, be careful to fulfill your promise to the Lord, your God. Be careful. It's better not to make a vow than to make a vow and not keep it. And all oh, we can say, oh, God, if you get me out of this. Oh, God, if you heal my, my body. Oh, God, if you give me this job, I'll tell Oh, God, if you do this. Oh, God. And then God blesses you. La, 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 la. And you all over the place and you've forgotten about the vow you made, and God is saying, it is sin. Number eight, Hannah prayed a prayer of thanksgiving and rejoiced in the God who had favor upon her. Hannah prayed a prayer of thanksgiving and rejoiced in the God who had favor upon her. First Samuel chapter 2, verses 1 and 2 said, and Hannah prayed and said, my heart rejoices in the Lord My horn is exalted in the Lord. I smile at my enemies because I rejoice in your salvation. No one is holy like the Lord, for there is none besides you, nor is there any rock like our God. When the Lord answers her prayer, Hannah lifted up her voice in gratitude and praise to God for his goodness in blessing her with the birth of a long-awaited son." We must not be guilty of petitioning God for a breakthrough on an issue and then be negligent by not praising and rejoicing in in the God who graciously answered prayer in the first place. Thank God for the blessing. Number nine, if, if at all possible, do everything you can to visit, call or write your children regardless of the decisions they make. Or where they are in life, if at all possible, do everything you can to visit, call, or write your children, regardless of the decisions they make, or where they are in life. First Samuel chapter two, verses eighteen and nineteen says, "But Samuel ministered before the Lord even as a child, wearing a linen ephod. Moreover, his mother used to make him a little robe, just like a mama would do. She, she sewed him a little robe, and." and bring it to him year by year, when she came up with her husband to offer the yearly sacrifice. Whether your children are in prison or at the top of the corporate world, they will always need your support, your encouragement, and most of all, they need mother and father's prayers. Last but not the least is this, prayer is so vital in distressful circumstances. Prayer is so vital in distressful circumstances. Hannah never stopped praying and believing in the God of her salvation for a child. She prayed her way to motherhood. First Samuel 1:17 through 18 says, Then Eli answered and said, Go in peace and the God of Israel grant your petition which you have asked of him. And she said, let your maidservant find favor in your sight. So the woman went her way and ate, and her face was no longer sad. I believe at this point, the words of Eli reassured Hannah that God would answer her prayers. Through this experience, Hannah learned a powerful truth that God answers prayer. This is why she went away and Ate and was no longer sad. She knew her blessing was on the way. In conclusion, what matters, what mothers need today, what mothers need today are people in their lives who believe in them. Mothers are looking for people in their lives who can encourage them, who can give them hope. There are mothers here who need to be refreshed. I pray that our Lord refresh you Rejuvenate you, restore your spirit, especially when so many mothers are worried. The are mothers under my voice who are fearful and stressed and lonely, depressed, with troubled hearts. I leave this final scripture with you. John, the gospel of John, chapter 14, verse 27 says, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. Not as the world do I give to you. Let not your hearts be troubled. Underline that. Let not your heart be troubled. Neither let it be afraid. And all God's children said...
1: The Word of God admonishes us to wait patiently on Him, and He will give us the desires of our hearts. Be encouraged by Hannah's faithfulness. We must pray, meditate, commune, and wait on God. We must fight against the I-me-and-my right-now syndrome that perpetuates today's society. God and God alone is the answer to everything. If you enjoy this kind of biblical teaching or would like to hear this message in its entirety,